From now on, our troubles will be miles away. Here we are, as in olden days, happy golden days of yours. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. Through the years we all will be together if the faith The Sanctuary Evergreens. The most striking and the most universal feature of Christmas is the use of evergreens in churches and homes. Among ancient Romans, evergreens were an emblem of peace, joy, and victory. The early Christians placed them in their windows to indicate that Christ had entered the home. Holly and ivy, along with pine and fir, are called evergreens because they never change color. They are ever green, ever alive even in the midst of winter. They symbolize the unchanging nature of our God, and they remind us of the everlasting life that is ours 
through Christ Jesus. Under Christian thought and sediment, holly became widely used in church celebrations. Holly was considered as the burning bush or a symbol of Mary whose being glows with the Holy Spirit. The red berries represented the blood drops from the cruel thorns in the crown of Jesus. In Isaiah chapter 60, verse 13, we find these words. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto you, the fir tree, the pine tree, and the box together, to beautify the place of your sanctuary. Our forefathers called the procuring of these evergreens, bringing home Christmas. Jesus laid his life down. 
on the perfect tree. Today, the Christmas tree is the center of our festivities. Glittering with lights and ornaments, it is part of the beauty and meaning of Christmas. There are several legends and stories about the Christmas tree. The first use of the Christmas tree was in the medieval German paradise plays, held outdoors and portraying the creation of humankind. The tree of life was a fir tree decorated with apples. Later, other ornaments were hung upon them, such as paper flowers and gilded nuts. In England, branches or whole trees were forced into blooms indoors for Christmas. From these beginnings, the use of the tree at Christmas was established. Martin Luther was perhaps the first to use the lighted Christmas tree. The story is told that on one Christmas Eve, Martin Luther wandered outdoors and became enraptured with the beauty of the starry sky. Its brilliance and loveliness led him to reflect on the glory of the first Christmas Eve, as seen in Bethlehem's radiant skies. Wishing to share with his wife and children the enchantment he had felt, he cut the the forest an evergreen tree, glistening with snow, and took it home. He placed upon it candles to represent the glorious heavens he had seen. The use of the candle-lighted tree spread across all of Europe, then to America, came to regard it as a central ornament uh, in Christmas. Hopefully, Christmas. and as I read and we talk about each of the Christmas, uh, if you'll if you'll come and bring your Christmas to the front, maybe row by row. We'll start in the front, and uh, we'll hang the Christmas on the tree. Christmas are Christmas decorations with Christian symbols on them. They help Christians to remember that Christmas is a celebration of Jesus' birthday. They are often used on Christmas trees in churches and on Christian, Christian homes. Francis Kipps Spencer at the Ascension Lutheran Church in Danville, Virginia, was actually the first that made them. She also thought of the word chrismon, which is a combination of the word Christ and monogram, meaning symbol. The idea quickly spread to other churches, it is a tradition that Christian groups can make their own Christmas with their very favorite symbols. On the screen is our Christmas, which were made for the sanctuary for our Christmas tree. The cross symbolizes the crucifixion of Christ. The chalice, or a cup, symbolizing communion. It represents forgiveness and the reconciliation with God. The king's crown is a symbol of royal power and authority. It symbolizes Jesus, the king of the Jews, in fulfillment of prophetic expectation, as well as the exalted Christ, or king of kings. His 
The angel reminds Christians of the angels who told the shepherds about the birth of Jesus. It can also represent the second coming of Jesus, which, as the Bible says, will start with an angel blowing a trumpet. The Greek letters Alpha, first, or Omega, last, from Revelations 1.8 and 22.13, symbolizing Jesus as the Christ who has come and will come, it also symbolizes the continuity of God's presence in human history. The descending dove is a symbol of the Holy Spirit, recalling the Holy Spirit's descent on Jesus as a dove at his baptism. The nimbus, three-pointed rays around its head, is a symbol of the Trinity. The peace dove, carrying an olive leaf, is a symbol of peace. The triumphant cross represents the earth with the cross on top. It symbolizes Jesus as triumphant over anything we, we can face in the world. The round cross or consecration cross represents the 12 apostles of Christ. The Trinity is a form of the triquerta a symbol of the Trinity from Great Britain. The three points represent the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, while the continuous interwoven line represents unity. The manger is a symbol of the baby Jesus. The Lamb of God. Judaism believed the Lamb was an offering, Christians think of Jesus as the Lamb of God who was sacrificed to forgive our sins. The butterfly is a symbol for transformation and the immortal soul. The trefoil is three circles interposed symbolizing the unity of the Trinity yet the separate persons thereof. The five-pointed star. Medieval Christians believed that the five points represented the five wounds of Christ and was believed to protect against evil. And a natal cross. With four-pointed Bethlehem star representing the sign in the night sky announcing Jesus' birth combined with a cross symbolizing the salvation which the birth of the child brings. The candle represents the light of Christ and the belief that Christ is, is the light of the world. The seashell, or scallop, is a symbol for Christian baptism and the baptism of Jesus. It is also a symbol for pilgrimage and the spread of the gospel around the world. Ixus is this Greek word for fish. This is the acrostic for the Greek words meaning Jesus Christ, God's Son, Savior. The lamp represents Jesus as the light of the path for Christians through the world. 
Pax, is peace in Latin, representing hope for peace in the world. The heart is a symbol of love and reminds Christians that God is love. The Star of David, or the Creator's Star, has six points that represent six aspects of God. Love, mercy, wisdom, majesty, power, and justice. In this form, the two triangles represent the Trinity. Most Christmas greenery represents European traditions, but one of the most colorful plants, which looks like a flaming starry, the poinsettia, is a a native to the American continent. This beautiful plant has a cluster of small small yellow flowers and and a spring forth among crimson leaves. The star shaped formation of the red leaves suggests the guiding star of Bethlehem. The crown of yellow flowers reminds us of the beautiful, of, of him who was born, the infant king. The blood red leaves foreshadows the cruel cross that lay ahead for the king of glory. Both visual and performing arts have always been important ways to communicate the Christian faith. The use of music has been to help believers understand their godly hope. Other forms of visual arts have been used 
from the beginning to help express various aspects of Christian doctrine and life. Colors, altar permits, the covering and banners are some of the most important visual ways Christians have used to express their faith and worship. The objective in covering the community table with cloths of various colors was to help focus the attention of worshipers on the special nature of Christ as a perfect sacrifice. In the early days of Christian worship, Advent and Christmas were seen as a somber time. Purple table coverings were used to speak of Christ's kingship, but the mood was somber. As, Christ, as Christians began to share their celebration of Christmas with their non-Christian neighbors, they began to focus on the joy of Christmas events. As the emphasis of Christmas began to change, the one of joyful celebrations, the, color, the colors used also changed to express Christ the King in that more happy way. At Advent, we wait in anticipation and celebrate for our coming Christ. stand together again grab the hymnal again if we'll get some lights back on 277 hark the herald angels sing
the newborn King, Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time behold Him come, offspring of the virgin's womb, veiled in flesh the beautiful and meaningful traditions of the Christmas season is the lighting of the Advent candles. Each Sunday for the four Sundays before Christmas, a candle is lit. Each candle is representative of one of the promises that scripture gives us about life as a child of the King. The first three candles are purple, representative of royalty welcoming the Advent of the King. The first candle is the candle of hope or expectation. It draws our attention to the anticipation of the coming of the Messiah. The second candle represents peace. Peace, the priceless gift that Christ gives to all understanding in the face of the trials and heartaches of this world. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, one of our most treasured gifts. The third candle is the candle of joy. It reminds us of the deep-seated assurance that someone loves and understands who we are and what we face each day. Joy, which is unspeakable and full of grace and glory because Christ lives within each of us. The fourth candle is the candle of love. The light of this pink candle is meant to remind us of the love that God has for each one of us. 1 John 4, 9 says, In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. The center candle, which is called the Christ candle, is lit on Christmas Eve. The central location of the Christ cane reminds us that the incarnation The manifestation of God in Christ is the heart of the season, giving light to the world. 
The light reminds us that Jesus comes into the darkness of our lives to bring newness, life, and hope. Most significantly, the lighting of the Christ candle reminds us that Jesus has indeed come and is amongst us. The Messiah was indeed born into the world and walked among the people of the earth, sharing the news of salvation in him. Shepherds gaze in wonder while angel voices sing. This night of nights has come and brought the world along the waited king. The earth is
One of the most heartwarming expressions of Christmas is the Nativity. The Nativity speaks of the mystery of God's wisdom. Why God chose to send his son into our world as a baby of humble birth, born in common surroundings, we do not know. What we do know is that God reached out to all people, including the poor and wealthy, the simple and the wise, the powerless and the powerful, all who found him knelt in humility before him. Knowing God is possible because he came to us at our level. Whenever we see the nativity, we find ourselves with Mary and Joseph, with the shepherds and the wise men, bowing before the manger, overwhelmed by God's expression of love in coming to us.
From the beginning of Christmas celebrations, gift-giving has been a part of our season. The wise men gave out of their treasures, and the shepherds gave themselves. Both expressed the gift of God in giving Christ as the Savior of our world. Magi from the east came, and when they saw the child, they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Even closer to our hearts is the precious gift of salvation, given by the birth, death, and resurrection of Christ the King. We who have the gift of salvation are given the divine privilege of sharing with those that we that have not accepted his love. He who lavished us with eternal, abundant life asks us to share the message of good news with all we come in contact with. As you go about your normal schedule this Advent season, ask God to lay someone on your heart to have the gift of salvation. Once you identify this person, ask God for opportunities to share the marvelous message of Christmas with this person. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of his wonderful acts.
288, We Three Kings. the advent let's all gather in a circle we're gonna we're gonna pray if we all get in a circle we'll say a prayer before thanksgiving meal
Charlotte did a good job. Last year, I remember uh, they had like the kids bring Yeah. One at a time. One at a time. And yeah, I exactly. had to talk so slow. And I was like, and I got to the end and I was like, I remember that. Thank you. 